Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. I'm your host, Estelle, from FierceFemaleCo.com, your female empowerment coach. If you're ready to dive in deep and learn all the tips, rituals, and insights to help you let go of the old version of yourself and unleash your inner fierce, then you are in the right place. This is your space for uncut and real conversations with real women about all things, dreams and desires, mindset, holistic wellness, balance, and spirituality. beauties what's up and welcome to another episode of fierce female radio i am so excited to be here with you today it has been a little minute i have been on holidays enjoying just life you know i've had some time with the family we've been chilling out by the beach and my family's holiday house it was so nice and relaxing and like my my in-laws are like these people that they're so adorable but they're like these people that just like live life at their own pace they're not rushing you know they don't wake up in the morning being like what are we gonna do today like everything's so chill we just like go to the beach go for walks talk about what we're gonna eat eat cook it's really that's the life that's the life I was living for about a week it was really really nice so I'm back I'm feeling refreshed and so excited to be here with you on the podcast guys This episode is so, so powerful and potent. I um, have really, really wanted to um, bring someone on the podcast to talk about Ayurveda, but I just haven't um, really connected with someone deeply who can share the wisdom in the way that I know that you guys need it. And I'm so, so, so excited for this conversation because Tara Rulo, who is the guest um, for today's podcast, episode. She is phenomenal and you're going to love the way that she articulates herself, the way that she um, speaks about Ayurveda and the way that she makes it so relatable. And yeah, it's just, it's really, really awesome. So in this episode, you're going to, we dive into a few different things. So we dive into what Ayurveda is, its purpose and how this ancient alternative medicine system can really improve your health from a holistic perspective. Um, And also, Tara shares about her journey with Ayurveda and um, spirituality and how her journey has really led her to where she is today in terms of the work she does and the work she does with her clients and the really kind of alternative edge that she has, which is really, really cool. Um, So it's really, really interesting. So I I know you guys are going to love this. Also, we talk about how to bring yourself back into balance if you're feeling like, you know, you are um, there's some imbalance, which is really the principle of Ayurveda is to bring you back into balance. So we talk about that from a perspective of like which dosha you are. So if you're, if you're a pitta and you're experiencing imbalance, if you're a vata and you're experiencing imbalance, if you're a kapha and you're experiencing imbalance, how to bring yourself back into that balance, which is really cool. Tara also shares her top Ayurveda rituals, which I love, and also a bit more about Vedic astrology, which is super interesting. If you're an astrology nerd, this is very, very interesting to understand and something that people are becoming more aware of as opposed to just Western astrology. So very, very cool conversation we have with Tara. Also, guys, before we dive into that episode, I wanted to share with you a couple of really exciting updates, some juicy things that are happening in Fierce Female Co. So firstly, we have a free masterclass coming up, which I'm so excited about. I haven't actually done one like this in a really long time, and I'm just feeling 
very cold to share. Um, so I have created this really powerful masterclass, The Energetics of Infinite Potential. It is a free masterclass to support you in igniting your infinite potential and actualizing your deepest desires in a very aligned way. So this free live masterclass is all about providing you with the tools, energetics, and actions required for you to access quantum growth and expansion. Okay, so this is about learning, embodiment, and integration, not just not just the learning, right? Like we're actually helping you and supporting you to embody and integrate this information. Um, so if you guys are excited about this masterclass, jump on in. There is a link in the show notes that I'll provide you with. Um, but also make sure to be following us on IG at Fierce Female Co. We're going to be giving some, um, some updates and sharing all the juicy things about the masterclass. I'm so excited. We're going to be doing this on Zoom. So it's just going to be a really kind of like intimate space and also an opportunity. There's also going to be a Q&A at the end. So an opportunity for you to ask questions when it comes to your expansion, your growth. If you're experiencing some blocks when it comes to your manifestation, stations and you know that things aren't flowing because of you know perhaps your mindset your energy your patterns so I'm going to support you in that as well I'm going to try to get to as many questions as I can but there's also going to be that space for you to do that so a really really powerful time so I'm super super excited for that the link will be in the bio for you guys um the bio in my Instagram and also the link in the show notes too and also for those of you that are really serious about Tapping into your infinite potential in a big way this year, I have created a really, really exciting four-week group coaching experience. And this experience is something that I believe is so needed and something that women, that there really isn't a lot of, I don't see this around. Like, I don't see this, like, I, I see lots of other things, but I don't see I don't see a space for women to actually unapologetically share their truth. So this experience, this group program is called Self-Expressed, Self-Actualized. And I'm so excited about it. It is for the woman ready to powerfully and authentically express her truth and share her message fearlessly with the world. So imagine the type of life you would live if you unapologetically shared your truth, your message, your purpose powerfully in alignment with you, your integrity and your authenticity. Like this is the new wave of feminine power. Imagine if you did that in your career. Like imagine if you if you did that in your career. Imagine if you did that in your business. If you didn't hide, if you were shining authentically as you embracing who you are, embracing your your qualities, your uniqueness, your perks, doing it your way. Imagine the power that you would feel. Imagine the manifestations that would flow through. Imagine what the universe would be delivering to you in response to that trust. Right. So we're going to really be diving into self-expression, authenticity, um, you know, allowing you to really tap into an infinite potential in a big way and getting you into that space where you are ready to be doing things in a big way. You're not hiding. OK, I see this with so many of my clients, and this is actually the reason why I created this um this program specifically when it comes to expression and actualization, because this is something that I've seen so apparent with so many of my clients where they're blocking themselves because they aren't, not only are they not expressing themselves in an authentic way, but they have a fear of being seen. They have a fear of, of 
being heard. They have a fear of just showing up in a really big way. And so they're playing small and they're getting frustrated when things aren't coming through. And this is something that I work with a lot of my clients one-on-one, but I thought this would be a good opportunity to do something like this for a group experience and really kind of coming together as women and expanding in this way. So if you're interested in this, this is a four-week group coaching experience. It includes five trainings, workbooks, rituals, and deep meditations for your expansion and healing. Plus there are three group hot seat coaching sessions. So where I can actually provide you with the coaching support and we can unpack this in a deeper way. And you know, you get to actually activate new thought patterns, new energetics that are in alignment with the woman that you want to be and are in alignment with what you are co-creating with the universe. So super exciting If you're interested in that, this is an intimate space. So send me a DM at Fierce Female Co. if you would like to know more about this and if this feels juicy and exciting for you. For me, when I healed my throat chakra and when I started really boldly claiming my power in a big way, that is when everything changed. And when I embraced my authenticity, when I stopped looking what everyone else was fucking doing, everything changed. So yes, As you can see, I'm excited about this. So ladies, enjoy this episode. This is powerful. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast, listening to us. If you are a newfound listener, hello, what's up? If you are a longtime loyal listener of Fierce Female Co., thank you so much for your support. We love you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will catch you soon. Hello, honeys. What's up? And welcome to Fierce Female Radio. Today on the show, we have the beautiful Tara Lee Rulo, an Ayurvedic consultant, a Vedic and medical astrologer and co-host of the podcast, Witches Being Witches. She is here to guide you back to your light of your soul. Welcome to the show, Angel. Oh, thank you. It's so beautiful to be here with you. I'm very, very excited to have you on the podcast. We were just chatting before and I know, and I just, uh, I just shared my excitement and I've got so much <laughs> energy for this podcast episode because we're going into such juicy conversations. So I'm really excited to get into it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So good. So um, Tara, we're going to kick it off with some rapid fire questions. So what travel destination have you been daydreaming about recently? Oh, I have been daydreaming about um, Kauai, um, the, you know, the oldest island in Hawaii. That has been coming up for me a lot lately. And I have been there before and I just love how dramatic its beauty is. And I just love the, you know, the rainforest and the waterfalls and the trails and how secluded it is. And I love that the the mainland owners are two brothers that are environmentalists. And so a lot of the land you can't access unless you do it from helicopter. And it's just so pristine. And like my soul has been calling that. <laughs> Oh my God, that sounds absolutely incredible. Like I want to Google it, like book a trip right now. I was like, what is this place? Kauai. Yeah, it is so beautiful. Yeah, it just, yeah, I highly recommend it. Just the hiking and yeah, being in nature, it's just incredible. How gorgeous. That sounds that sounds beautiful. There's also another island. I was wondering if it's the same. I don't remember the name um, that like is aligned with like the sacral chakra like they say when you go to this island it activates 
Mm. The legal chakra. And I just did a quick Google, but Kauai actually activates your third eye chakra. Ah, that's so beautiful. I love that. Because yeah. I think there's like five specific islands um, in Hawaii that like mirror the power of each, um, not each of them, but of five chakras. Mm. Um, ma- ma- oh, I can't remember the name. Yeah, oh, was, I was fascinated um, by that. I think it was Maui. Yeah, that I really love as well. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Amazing. Oh my God, so good. Well, I'm popping that on my list, popping that on my <laughs> list too. <laughs> so beautiful. So um, Tara, what does your morning ritual look like? I feel like this is going to be like a juicy one because I feel like you've just got such a like goddess vibe about you. Anyone that has like interact with Tara in any way I have no doubt you would feel the same (laughs) oh thank you yes my my morning routine I love uh so in Ayurveda uh, we always get up 48 minutes before sunrise so that is something that I've really built into my life so that is a really good time for us to get um Uh, awake for um, consciousness. So I do a short meditation practice and I then always um, scrape my tongue. This is a very um, traditional Ayurvedic um, daily routine. So that really stimulates the digestion and removes uh, any toxins off the tongue. Uh, and then I always follow that up with warm water or um, with lemon. And then it is very much about movement. And then <laughs> it sounds really long, but movement. And then uh, Abhyanga, which is self massage, followed by a shower. So that is really opening up every part of body, mind, and soul to like really start the day. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. How beautiful. Do you, um, do you do a certain type of movement or is it just depend on what your body's calling you that morning? Yeah, I definitely change this up. I always check in with my body and that is a gift that Ayurveda has definitely taught me. So when I am in the morning and checking uh, in with myself and and how I feel, that really dictates on how I'm going to move in that morning. So it might look like yoga, it might look like Pilates, it might look like a walk. Um, I really keep that open and just, yeah, feel what what I want to anchor into. Amazing. And with the tongue scraping, I love to get so specific because these these are mm-hmm. such powerful rituals, ancient, mm-hmm. ancient rituals um, that, you know, need to be respected. And I'd, I'd love to know your take on like with the tongue scraping. So do you recommend a specific tongue scraper? Does it have to be um, like, oh, what is it? I can't think of the word, like copper or is yes. anyone will do... Yeah, that's a really great question. I use um, the stainless steel one. Uh, That is the best for my constitution, but there is copper ones as well, which are quite good. And that is just really um, on your preference, what feels the best. But now since incorporating that into my life, I actually can't go a day now without doing it. I just, you know, once you incorporate something, it feels weird if you like skip that. It just, it really, um, it just makes me feel like so clean in the morning. Uh, So I highly recommend anyone that hasn't got into that yet to try it out. 
yeah I you know I was doing it for a while consistently and then I actually stopped when I was pregnant because it made me mm-hmm. it made me want to gag and I haven't actually got back into it um so I need to do that because I do remember feeling quite like like you said like it's just a different layer of like cleanliness uh that you feel it sounds so odd but it, you definitely do feel that when you do that consistently but you know how you said you had a glass of water or you mm. had some warm water afterwards and that's what I struggled with like I struggled with like not having water before because I feel like that's the first thing I do in the morning do you have to hold off on the water Yes, I typically do because I want to remove any of those residual toxins um, during the night that have settled on the tongue. So I do the scraping first and then I rinse my mouth. Uh, Depending on how long I do, I'll do oil pulling. But if I don't um, have the time, I will just rinse my mouth and then follow up with the water. But yeah, it's really important to do that um, afterwards because our body becomes so different hydrated um after after sleeping yeah amazing and it doesn't take like people who are thinking oh my goodness that's like an elaborate practice Um, it doesn't take long I know it sounds very lengthy but I've got it down to a fine art so I don't even think about it now yeah amazing oh so good so good I hope people try that out because um I I know from experience that that is a really powerful practice and you're actually inspiring me to um to to get back into that again i might try a different um i might try a different tool and yeah definitely do yeah okay cool amazing and tara what is one thing you are feeling grateful for right now oh i am feeling grateful for the spaciousness that i have in my life at the moment that i'm at a space now where i can really cultivate my days And that has just been so nourishing for me, Um, really moving away from this need to fill every moment of the day with something and really uh, leaving, yeah, leaving that space. And that's really helped like creative wise and yeah, just with my inspiration as well. Beautiful. I love that. It's, It's so funny. And, you know, I feel like sometimes with that approach, like it opens up to a whole new level of like efficiency and productivity when we do decide that it's time to work or that, you know, our body all of a sudden is just has the energy to perform at a higher level. So true. And it seems like you say counterintuitive. And then when you do it, it's just amazing how, yeah, how efficient you can be. 100%. So good. And I would love to know, Tara, what is one book that has changed your life? Mm, this is, oh, I, I love books and I am the such a reader. And this is going to be a quite random because everything I read is actually nonfiction. But I'm going to say a fiction book because this one really stands out in my mind. And it's called The Princess uh, That Believed in Fairy Tales. And it's by Marcia Grad. And it is quite a small book, but my mother gave it to me and she inscribed it saying, this will make you fall in love with life, in love with yourself um, again. And it was at a time where I had broken out of a long-term relationship and I had really lost my way. And I was at the time, I was really, <laughs> I was really um, 
kind of annoyed that she'd given me this fiction like fairy tale book and it just completely changed my mindset because it was just this story about um, this princess who really needed to find herself and really her you know going against society's conditioning and you know the whole um, facade about Prince Charming and really facing her emotions and discovering herself and that was so healing to me so I highly recommend that book it was just beautiful I love that I love that she transcribed like she put a little note there for you and I can imagine like being someone that's like you just would have gone through a breakup you're like seriously you're giving me a freaking fairy tale book mom thanks like (laughs) yeah totally it took me it took me actually a year to read it because I I just didn't understand where she was coming from but when I did eventually commit to reading it, uh, it made me definitely believe in love again. So I highly recommend if anyone, you know, self-love and also, um, you know, partnership love. So, yeah, it's very special. Love that. Got to check that one out for sure. Mm. Okay, Tara, I feel like I've got so many questions to ask you and I, and I want to dive in so deep with you because you just have such a like a plethora of gifts and talents and so much to share, but I would love for you just to start um, a little bit about, I guess, sharing a little bit about uh, yourself and your journey and how you, um, how you started on this Vedic and medical astrology kind of path. And even, even Ayurveda, like how did that, how did all these beautiful gifts like bring you to where you are today and, and how did they become part of your journey? Yes. Well, it was when my mom was diagnosed with a really aggressive bowel cancer and she was textbook so healthy. She ate all the right foods that I'm using that in air quotations. She did the movement. I never saw her have alcohol. Um, she was, she ate very clean and I couldn't understand with my, uh, perspective on health at that time, how she could have developed this illness. And we really went down the Western medical path with her treatments. And I just saw so much limitation there. And there was so much outsourcing of your power over, um, in this medical profession and I was always looking for alternative methods and I couldn't um yeah I, I knew there was something else but I was searching for it and unfortunately it wasn't until she passed away I was um flying back um on a plane and I had this book uh it was on energy medicine And it mentioned Ayurveda and it was the first healing modality that I'd come across that really addressed not only the body, but the mind and the spirit and how much those were interlinked into our our health. And so that was just, I had all these questions and Ayurveda was really able to answer those for me. And I understood on that deep spiritual level 
um, why my mother um, had that and these challenges in life. And so that was really on a, a comforting level for me to discover that. And then through my work with Ayurveda, I work with um, also Jyotish, which is Vedic astrology. It means the science of light. And these two systems, Ayurveda and Jyotish, Vedic astrology, really uh, work together in forming a overall uh, holistic picture of our health from that really powerful body, mind, soul connection. So I really like to incorporate both of them now because Vedic astrology can really show us um, through not only um, our karmic journey, um, because in Ayurveda, we believe that disease has two primary causes, a physical or a biological cause or a karmic cause. So through the treatment of Ayurveda, we can really you know, not only determine the root cause of the physical symptoms, but we can also address the emotional and the spiritual aspects of healing, which is what I find is um, so, so beautiful about this healing art. My goodness, I love that. That's so beautiful. And I can imagine that you kind of diving into these, both of these areas and both of these fields, like allowed you to expand on your own healing journey as well. Yeah, it, it definitely did because Ayurveda is, yes, it can help with uh, curing diseases and things like that, but it is incredible as a preventative medicine and for self-care. So mm. it really opened me up to, I guess, keep on looking at that bigger picture and I guess like the cosmic law and the cosmic order. So yeah, it definitely opened, opened me up. That's so beautiful. I remember when I first discovered Ayurveda, I was like, wow, this is like so fascinating and, and just like makes so much sense. Like uh, I'll share a little bit about when we talk more about it, but I just remember thinking like, how do people not know about this? Like, why aren't we taught this in school? Like, you know, like it's just, yeah. Like I think that there are such powerful tools and lessons that allow us to see that exactly like what you said, that there's so much more in our composition there's so much more when it comes to our health and just like the physical attributes you know it's the emotional it's the energetic it's the mental it's all those it's all those elements that are equally as important that we kind of in the western society are taught to dismiss um or you know secondary keep or, or view them as being secondary than the physical yes definitely and really like you say going to that root cause and not um you know, not dismissing the symptoms that we're having, but we want to, um, you know, really heal that root cause. And, and that's important to, to really understand the roots of where it's coming from. Yeah. And so for people that don't know that are listening, they're like, what the hell is Ayurveda? Can you just like simply describe what that is? And I guess, what is its purpose? Yeah, definitely. So Ayurveda is a, you know, over 5,000 year old um, healing modality. It is not only a spiritual science, but it's also a practical clinical medical science. And it is uh, originally from India 
And it's like we've said, it's based on the the body, mind and soul connection that those are very important to um, have this system that is always looking to bring the body back into balance. Um, And, you know, not just the, the body, but the mind and the soul. So in Ayurveda, it works with the five elements. So it works with fire, air, water, earth, and ether. And then these elemental forces, you know, that we see out in nature and everything is made up of, this in Ayurveda is then distilled into what we call doshas, which um, are three. There's vata, pitta, kapha, which are made up of these elements. So vata is air and ether, pitta is fire and water, and kapha is water and earth. So uh, in our composition, in our energetic makeup, we are a ratio of all of these three. So all three of uh, vata, pitta, kapha. And depending on your constitution of what you were born with, so when you incarnate, um, you have what we call a prokriti, which is what energetic constitution you were born with. And then as we go through life, you know, there's so many, you know, not only emotional things that happen to us, but, you know, we might not be eating as great or we might have some trauma happen in our life, which can make us out of balance from our original prokriti. So that imbalance in Ayurveda is what we call uh, vikriti, which means to alter. So in Ayurveda, we're always looking to bring our body and our mind and our soul back into balance. And we do that through, um, you know, a lot of um, detoxification techniques, um, diet and lifestyle. And Ayurveda really does have such a focus on our lifestyle because it is what we do every day that really accumulates and, and affects our health. So That's why when I say self-awareness is one of the key things that Ayurveda has taught me because, and why I think it should be taught everywhere is because our body, our mind and our soul is always giving us these little hints. And so when we can tap into that subtleness, that is when we can start to bring our body easily back into balance, whereas we don't want to get to the point where the body is screaming because we really want to focus on that preventative um, and improving um, that. And, you know, with this, Ayurveda really says that disease and and illness is often a lack of love. And that includes, you know, lack of caring for ourselves. So this is why it, it has that focus on, you know, time, effort, devotion and dedication to you know our our journey here that's so powerful and I would love for you to share a um like because I feel like so many things are coming up for me right now but with the with the doshas can you just describe them vata um kapha and pitta 
just ever so slightly and just a few characteristics of each um, and then how we might be able to um, understand which which dosha we are. Yeah, I love that. So Vata characteristics, if you're, um, you know, have more of a Vata influence, which is the air and the ether, when you're balanced, you're going to have great mental energy. You're going to have, be really um, creative. Um, your imagination is going to be so good. And yeah, having that highly creative um, mind when, and when Ayurveda says that the Vata is out of balance, it tends to cause uh, fear and anxiety and us feeling isolated. And it can be that exhaustion as well. So Vata, because it is the air and the ether, when we think about that quality, um, it is, yeah, really that drying quality and that yeah, just that exhaustion. And so that can lead to that overall energy depletion there with the vata. And then when we look at pitta, when pitta is balanced, you'll be more efficient, organized, uh, tendency for that uh, perfectionist, really good memory. Um, you'll have your ideas are very logical and everything is very well planned. Um, so focused and persuasive and really that go-go attitude as well, that because we're relating this to the fire and the water energy. And then when the pitta in us is imbalanced, it can be leading to that fiery nature. So really that reactionary uh, emotions, uh, frustration, anger, jealousy, criticism, that is really the imbalanced qualities of pitta. And then when we look at a physical body that is, you know, prone to inflammation uh, and things like that. And when it comes to kapha, when kapha is balanced, um, these qualities are very loving, caring, compassionate, calm. Like kapha is very, it's earth. And it's really connected to that, um, that mother archetype. So very steady, um, tranquil, um, kind of slow uh, is the kapha. And when kapha is imbalanced, it, the qualities tend to be more of that attachment and possessiveness um, and that lethargy and resistance to uh, a change uh, and in a physical sense, that can look like stagnation or congestion as well and like uh, overproducing like mucus and things like that. Yeah, wow. It's funny when you, you describing them, like I, I'm sure that people will feel that there might be kind of combinations of each. Um, I know that when I discovered mine, I, I think I was, it, it kind of depends as well, but I'd love to get your take on like the combination of if people feel that they're kind of a, a bit of both. Um, Cause I know for me, I think my one is primarily Pitta, but then I'm all, but then the secondary is Vata. Yes. Um, and I definitely kind of, I definitely can like when I, when I was able to unpack that, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so true. Cause I could, I, I, I discovered Ayurveda more from a perspective. Unfortunately, it wasn't necessarily preventative. I mean, it was interested in it, but it was more like, okay, I have these, these, um, 
um, illnesses that are coming up for me that, you know, I know that there's something here on a deeper level that I can't, you know, can't just heal kind of like topically or uh, from a physical standpoint, there's, there's something else here. And that's how I, I kind of understood and learned about Ayurveda. And it was that pitta imbalance that was the big thing for me. Um, mm. I was like, oh my God, of course, like so much fire. And all I wanted to do was just like, was wanted to um, like be more grounded and actually have more of that like kappa energy. Yes. Which was funny. But also I think that when I, like I knew that I was kind of pitta, like that made sense, but also understanding that I was, had a lot of that vata energy was also kind of like, oh, wow. Like I didn't really see that part of myself, you know? Yes. I love this. And, that, and just um, yeah. How you went deeper with this because with these healing modalities, you know, compared to allopathic medicine, we can get something, you know, straight away that's going to, you know, fix that instantly. But, you know, it's always something that we potentially are going to have to rely on and that quick fix isn't necessarily going to go to that root cause. And so you already intuitively identified that, like I need to go to the root cause of this so I can really um yeah heal it's powerful it's so powerful and I think it's something like and I'm sure your clients would you know share this with you as well that it's like it's really like powerfully refreshing when you're just like oh I get it like this is not just I'm not just like banging my head against the wall like this is I'm supposed to discover the deeper meaning behind this so it doesn't keep coming up in different forms you know yes and that's why all these um vedic wisdoms it is very much about that self-discovery journey these ancient science um for us to understand on that you know that really deep level and giving us the tools so we can be empowered to improve our own health and you know in the long run um, what we can do for ourselves is going to far outseed what someone else can do for us so uh, that's what I love about it, really bringing that empowerment to us because at the end of the day, it's our bodies that are healing. They ultimately want to come back into um, equilibrium. So they just need, um, you know, these tweaks, which are so important to know about. 100%. And, sp- and speaking of tweaks, I guess being like the, the whole um since Ayurveda is like centered around bringing our, our body and our mind and our soul and our energy back into balance, mm. how, like, what are some, I guess, like practical things or a couple of tools, um, maybe not necessarily practical, but a couple of tools that we might be able to do in order to bring ourselves back into balance, just maybe like a couple for each dosha. That would be amazing. Yeah, definitely. Let's start with Vada. So Vada is the air and ether so when we're out of balance with the vata especially we want to go to the opposite quality so we're really wanting some grounding there so how we can do that is 
firstly and and usually with vata when our vata is aggravated it can really affect our digestion and we're not digesting our foods um, very well so the first thing that we do is um, making sure that we have warm uh, temperature foods that is going to help our digestion and so that is going to be really important to incorporate with excess vata as well following a daily schedule is going to be really important to have that uh, routine and stop that um, that scattered like anxiety uh, feeling that can come with that vata energy and then having that um, oilation as well so a good quality oil or ghee in our foods that we use in Ayurveda is going to be really important and then really favoring um, having the eight hours of sleep is going to be really important for for vata and then when I say with the daily schedule it's really important as well that vata is eating at the same regularly the same time each day because that is really Really going to to help with digestion which a lot of barter types really struggle with and then when it comes to pitta which is the fire and the water with that excess that can really cause that inflammation so we really want to avoid um, stimulants like caffeine and deep fried food and alcohol and then we want to add those cooling foods so like cucumber melon um, coconut Uh, it's going to be important not to skip meals because pitta types can get very hangry um so that's important um and committed fast if you're a pitta that is a word of advice (laughs) yeah yes i agree um and also important from a mental perspective with pitta is to really try and um take away unnecessary time pressure on yourself because that is going to especially when that is out of balance is really going to escalate so reducing that workload because there is that tendency for pitta to overwork um which is important and then with kapha i would say um so kapha is water and earth so this is really we're wanting to stimulate kapha a little bit more so um spices like ginger and chili and cinnamon are really good because in uh imbalance kapha tends to be um congestion and stagnation so as well as that from a um from a movement perspective this is really important to do in the morning so um getting that movement in is really really important for kapha definitely waking up before sunrise because otherwise we go into that kapha time of day and it's really hard for them to get up especially kapha types that are predominantly kapha and also with kapha they tend to be cold so it's really important if they can stay warm um infrared saunas and uh, or a heat lamp or something like that especially uh, on the chest and back area is going to be really good for them well it's so funny that you say that because like as people like those of you that are listening like this is such an interesting um space and as you start to learn more you start to like 
not associate certain people, but you're like, oh, they're so pitta, <laughs> they're so kapha. And like my sister actually is um, like a kapha pitta and she has always got this thing where she's got to sleep in like the warmest conditions. Like it has, the heater has to be pumping. We have to have 50 layers of blankets. Like, and that's just funny that you said, like they need that warmth. Yeah, yeah, that's really nourishing to them. So, so funny. And even like celebrities, like, I love, do you have like a celebrity? I think it's also interesting for the listeners as well. Like if you have like someone that you associate with like a, a, um, a kappa, pitta and vata, for me, it's like Oprah is the ultimate kappa. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. So yes like grounding and mothering and loving and just like, you know, a big hug, um, that type of vibe. And then who, and then Madonna, very, very pitta. Like, definitely yeah you're so good at this yeah bringing definitely. the vibes like you know I was born this way baby like that type of <laughs> even though it's a Lady Gaga song but like you know that type of vibe yeah um, she is definitely that and then wait I also had who is the um I'd love to know who your kind of Vata kind of celebrity association is for me it's like Gwyneth Paltrow because I feel like she's like uber creative and like she's just got that more like super lean slender kind of physique as well that I think they say is like really common um with, with the father type yes I feel like she would also have a tendency I have I don't know her but I feel like she could have a tendency to get like anxious and like you know in her head yes yes I loved how you've really yeah picked to those <laughs> yeah I can see all those traits yes definitely a bit of culture in there why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah perfect so good. And so I would love just to change directions ever so slightly um, from Ayurveda and just talk a little bit about Vedic astrology, because this is something like mm. I don't know many people talking about. Like you are definitely the only person on my Instagram feed that I read and engage with when it comes to Vedic astrology. So can you talk to us a little bit about what that is and how it differs from traditional Western astrology? Yeah, definitely. So Vedic astrology is really differs from Western astrology. So Vedic astrology is the original um, and the oldest uh, astrology that there is. Uh, Western astrology was actually based from the Vedic system. And so the Vedic system refers to what we call the sidereal system and the sidereal system is based on the fixed stars so those are the single you know single sources of truth and so the vedic system references directly with the astronomy whereas the western uh, astrology it is actually no longer aligned to the fixed stars and it works on what we have is the earth's tilt and the Western system hasn't taken into account um, what we call precession, which is the tilting of the earth. And so over thousands of years, this has um, changed and now this is why there's a 24 degree difference between the two systems and so the western system is called the tropical system and the vedic is sidereal and so that 24 degree difference is quite significant when you think that a zodiac sign is 30 degrees 
So these systems are now nearly a sign apart. So this is why there is such a difference with Western astrology. When you're looking up into the sky, uh, that is not actually what is there. The Western system is just an energetic uh, imprint that is no longer above us, whereas the Vedic system is as above, so below. So if you get your star map or anything like that and you look up what is, you know, where is the moon, what constellation is it in, uh, the Vedic system references the astronomy. And there's a lot of confusion around this, uh, but I going and looking at the history with uh, medical astrology and the Vedic system was always used and yeah it's just interesting how that western system is is so common today but i think a lot of people are now discovering this vedic system and um becoming more interested in it yeah that's wild because correct me if i'm wrong because that almost means that like you said that's like a sign difference so yes. if someone is like at the beginning of a like how can I, as an example for me like I'm my birthday is the 9th of December so I know when we chatted you informed me that based on Vedic astrology my sun sign is actually in Scorpio yes because and so does that which is crazy just so wild right but then does that also mean that I guess for those people that are edging at the beginning of a star sign like I'm not yeah. saying right then there could be the one before Definitely. No, you have that correct. Yes, that is correct. And so, yeah, in the Western system, you are Sagittarius, but in the Vedic system, you are Scorpio. Crazy. Isn't that like, that's huge. Like that's a massive difference, right? It's huge because, you know, so much of our identity can be tied to our, our star sign. And so that's always interesting when we when we deep dive into it, you know, and sometimes you, you will be the same sun sign in both of those systems. But the thing that I, I like to say as well is in the Vedic system, the rising sign and our moon sign is actually given more importance than our sun sign. Sun sign is still important, but we look at the rising or the ascendant sign because it really relates to our physical body. So we can tell a lot about the physical body and potential weaknesses from the rising sign. And the moon is also really important because it rules our mind and our emotions. So, you know, we know how much our emotions can affect our, our health overall. So, and the Vedic system is a lunar based system. So it's very much about where the moon is and how that is impacting us. And then the sun is really referring to our essence and the, the soul. And so it's very much, I feel we grow more into our sun sign uh, as we get older. Yeah, amazing. I love that. That's such an important differentiation because it's true. I think that especially in like Western astrology, like it's it's very much about like the sun sign and, and people don't a lot of people don't even know their, you know, their rising and their moon. 
Yeah, yeah. So I definitely want to encourage you to have a look at that. And as well, the rising sign can inform you uh, how other people see you. I see it as like your front door. It's how people view your house from the street. So it's how, it can give you a really good insight about how people uh, are seeing you um, and you can understand it from a different lens. I love that. So good. And so when working like with your, with your clients, like what do you notice? Is there like a common kind of um, block or a, a misalignment that kind of comes up for them? And how can some of the principles of like Vedic astrology heal that kind of block or that kind of story? Yeah, I love this. Yeah, I the blocks that I see the most is this, uh, I wouldn't say permission, but that deep self-understanding. And we know on a deep soul level, when people come to me and I, you know, Jyotish is known as the science of light. It's really shining the light on our path and who we are and why we're here. And a lot of the time when I'm looking at this from a birth chart perspective, I can see um, the karma and I can see where the soul is wanting to go to, where the soul has been. And so this can give an understanding of innate talents that we have and why we think a certain way about things that we've never really understood. And so I notice because there's nothing in the natal chart when I'm when I'm going through this with them, that surprises them. The thing that surprises them the most is that, you know, someone that they don't know or don't know very well um, can speak to them on such a deep soul level that makes them kind of realize that there is this bigger picture. There is this um, uh, big, bigger cosmic order and that there is, um, I guess, divine orchestration. And I feel that confirmation because Jyotish is very much a spiritual science. It really connects them to something bigger than themselves and at the same time anchors them back into remembering who they are. So I think that is the biggest thing um, that Jyotish really helps my clients with is really giving them permission for that self-inquiry and going deeper into remembering their soul gifts and why they're here and, yeah, what is on their heart. That's so beautiful. I love that. And and if someone would like to, like, work with you or get a reading, can you talk a little bit more about what that would look like um, and the services that you offer? Yeah, definitely. The One of the first things I look at because um, people usually come to me when they're um, in a specific Dasha period. So a Dasha period is a period of your life that is governed by a particular planet. 
So we have um, these Dasha periods and they really flavor the chapters of our life. So each planet rules or governs our life for a particular stretch of time. And I notice it's when people come to me is when they're going into another phase of life. And this can be um, so different from their last chapter. And this is a really good way to understand how they can navigate, how they can best use the energy of the planetary period that they're in. Um, so I like to go through that in the session with me. I also like to look at the past life so you can know where you've been and also where your soul is wanting to head towards because again, having that awareness and that remembrance um, so you can fully, um, you know, live your highest timeline because the Vedic chart and your birth chart, it shows us the highest probabilities. So it's never going to be fatalistic. It's just like, let's look at it and see how we can maximize where you want to go. And we have this map it's a map, you know, to your soul and your path. So um, let's use it as a as a tool for you to to get there. So the way um, that you can work with me is with I do one on one um, readings, like natal chart readings, and then after that, I do offer a mentorship that goes for three months after that. So you can really integrate. Um, all the information that we've gone over in the session. Uh, and I also do I incorporate medical astrology, which is incorporating your natal chart and also uh, Ayurveda, which is looking at your typical um, problems that you're having in your health and looking at it from both an Ayurvedic and also a planetary alignment karmic um way so that we can really come up with the best treatment plan and how we can really balance the body that sounds absolutely incredible this is like spiritual science on steroids this is so good (laughs) (laughs) this is awesome and for anyone that really is I think looking to understand themselves on a like a deeper level on on a deeper level not just their physical body but like their presence their energy their soul purpose like why they are the way they are and you know I think this is so powerful I know when we had our reading Tara I found it extremely powerful and you were incredible in unpacking so many things and I feel like one thing is like you gave so much value I was just like oh my god I didn't expect all of that so it was I found it really really profound so anyone who wants to um you know dive into themselves and cultivate that level of self-awareness is wanting to go to that next level but needs to understand themselves on a deeper level in order to get to that next level um definitely check out tara and her work so where can um where can the lovely audience members find you oh thank you uh yes on instagram so i'm tara lee rulo so tara is spelled with double r lee double e and rulo double l uh, or also my website which is tara-lee.com beautiful 
amazing. Thank you so much, gorgeous soul. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast to share your wisdom and all your knowledge and just such interesting conversations that like a lot of people are not talking about at all. So thank you so much for your wisdom and thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you on the show very soon. If you're vibing the show, please leave us a review. We would love to be of value to more fierce females and you can totally help us grow. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Fierce Female Co. And don't forget to share this episode podcast on your Instagram story. Tag us and share your top takeaway. I would love to know what you got out of the show. And this is really a great way for you to think about what value this brought to you and how you might use this in your own life. I love you. Thank you for listening. Wishing you all the love, light and fierceness. And we'll see you soon.